Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And ABC, not ABC, we, we are bringing you some hometown analysis. Guys, uh, as I ask in our mic check, does anybody remember who Logan is? Anybody at all? Did we just completely forget him? Have you erased him from your mind? Because I sure did. Logan unceremoniously, what's the word? Unceremoniously went home with COVID. Done. Doesn't even, like nothing. Hey guys, I'm Ramardia. Who's Logan? My name is Brennan and welcome back. And if you were wondering how ABC was going to give us seven hometowns in one week, spoiler, they're not. They're going to give us five and they a half. They didn't. They're going to give us five right. and a half. Like my mom texts me at the end of it and it's like, hey, where's whatever happened to the other cute guy? And I was like, girl, we got a minute left. He ain't coming. <laughs> I mean, they do they do that a lot though, where they give like one segment of infer- one segment of episode at the uh-huh. men tell all, the women tell all, so that people feel the need to actually watch a little bit. That's stupid. I want my whole hour to be the tell all. I don't want to waste some time on Avon's leftover date. Which also, if I were Avon, I would feel some type of way about that. Because I'd be like, y'all backburnered my date. No, the only person who got screwed here was Johnny. You think so? How? Tell me. Riddle me that. Did you see Bachelor Data's screen time update? Did you see how long his date was? Okay. Seven minutes. Because, okay, he did. Was he the one that was like, we're going to go home first? Yeah, and they did 30 seconds of a boat ride. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought that that seemed like a really cool date. I really liked it. And I does he live on a boat or he, something? He lives in Palm Beach. Okay. Because when she was like, I want to get to see Johnny's life. And he has a really cool um, like home and everything. And I was like, hang on. Does Johnny live on a boat? Because that's a dream of mine, guys. That is an absolute 100% dream of mine. I want to live in a marina of boats. At least for one year of my life. There's nothing I would enjoy less than living on a boat. Dude, I want to live on that boat. I want to wake up every morning, drink my chai tea latte, wave to my neighbor over on the other dock. Like, I I tell you, the dream was born when I watched You've Got Mail and Tom Hanks breaks up with Patricia and moves into his dad's boat for like a couple of weeks. Literally, I was a kid watching You've Got Mail and I was like, you can just live on a boat the boat has a room a kitchen beds what that's some rich people stuff but i want that i want to live on a boat i don't want that okay but no at least avon gets basically an episode to himself yeah i guess but i still feel like he wasn't really part of the hometown oh he wasn't he wasn't but i'd rather have an episode to myself than be johnny I guess. With his seven and a half minutes. Like, Johnny, ugh. I liked his family. I, I did like his family. I liked everything. Um, also, date fail, though. I feel like nobody got screwed more than Patrick uh, Patrick Warburton. <laughs> that was so, that was all he got was the after scene. Right. I was like, y'all, I came home with this dude for Patrick Warburton. And, like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all are going to cut him out? I felt like I was Rachel, even though Rachel obviously got to meet him and talk to him and everything. But I felt like... The only time anyone's ever gotten alone time with an uncle that's actually shown. 
Right. Or unless the uncle is their de facto parent. That was dumb, though. Don't, like, bait us into coming home with Zach and then being, like, just kidding. His his uncle, like, you saw him for a second. No, I wanted him to take Rachel over to the side and talk in his, like, I wanted him to be part of the date. Right, about the date. Like, don't just tell me, oh, there's Uncle Pat over there. He's as funny as he seems. <laughs> That's it? No. No, I, no I, I'm saying. That's what we're here for. I wanted Rachel, Zach, and Patrick as a date portion of the date. I wanted Patrick. That would have been better than that. On, like, I wanted him yeah. just for some reason, like, John, like Grandpa John, just there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So our first date is Gabby, and she is with Jason in New Orleans. We also are meeting Jason's dad, Michael, his mom, Karen, his sister, Kelsey, and Kelsey's boyfriend, Brendan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So we are walking down Bourbon Street for the day portion of their date. They're doing some dancing. They're throwing some beads. Gabby is uh, aggressively asking old men to take their shirts off. Absolutely. But, uh. What do you Gabby think of this date? Has no, she has no, she's not holding anything back with this. Homegirl's like, we're in New Orleans. Like, you know what to do for these beads. <laughs> <laughs> that old man, I'm just like, buddy, if you're going to live in New Orleans, you have to know that this is coming. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You cannot play dumb with it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so they. They do all that nonsense. They go sit in a park. Uh, Jason, Zach's, no, sorry, Jason's dad shows up and then just immediately starts crying. <laughs> just shows up on a park, on a park bench and cries. That's what I feel like just happened. Yeah, it was, it was just very, like, it was nice, but like, sure. Jason's family just seemed like wildly emotional. All of them. Oh, 100%. Like his mom was like, oh my gosh. Like his mom was a much nicer Barb. You think she was comparably to Barb? Comparable to Barb? I said much nicer. You remember oh, Barb? I was how, like, no. You know no. how emotional Barb was? But, when she was like sobbing both times. Oh. Bring her home. Bring that was so. I can't but handle. Like, I can't handle who Barb was. Re- remove Barb, and replace that with Jason's mom. Could you see her doing that? Yes. So that's why okay. she's. That's okay. why she's nicer, Barb. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, she man, like Gabby was. I'm gonna change my light here really quick. Um, Gabby was. I just love how she was asking, like, you know, is he ready? Or the question's like, he's much more reserved. I want to know how he is. And is it okay for him to be with someone like me? And I thought it was a good point that I think his sister brought up. Like, I would think that that would balance out, you know, because you don't want too reserved people. It's boring. You don't want too wild people. It's too overwhelming, which is why I kind of worry about her and Johnny. But at the same time, they have really good chemistry. So I don't know. But, yeah, I thought, to me, I feel like it's obvious that those two things balance out. But maybe she's worried. She might have the worry that, like, I have where I'm like, ooh, am I too much? 
should I dial it back? Is it dial it, dial it down, dial it back? Like, is it too much? Yeah. And I think that she's probably thinking that with him. Like, and if we spend the rest of our lives together, am I going to overwhelm this man? <laughs> or is it going to be okay? And so far, it looks like his family is all like, no, nah, girl, you're good. And they all really liked her. Yeah, I think what it is is that Zach seems like the most boring person on the planet. Sorry, Jason. Zach also seems very boring. They're basically um, the same person to me. But Jason feels like the most boring person on the planet. And maybe his family is like, thank God, someone <laughs> here who has this a smidget of life in them. Yeah. And might be entertaining to spend time with because we all know that Jason isn't. No, I mean, does he seem like, he seems really nice. He, no, he is very nice. You can be very nice and boring as well. Oh, I know. I know. This is why I always get in trouble with people when I'm, I counteract with, like, but he's nice. And they're like, <laughs> be and nice. Like, you can be this and also nice. So, yeah, I think that you may be correct because Jason doesn't really bring much out in my emotions when I'm watching him. Yeah. He seems very smitten with her. So I think you might be right. Like maybe his family is like, oh, we can have fun at parties. <laughs> right. This person's enjoyable to have around. Yeah. Um, so I think the cutest line of the date for, for me was when with his dad and he said, and you're projecting happiness and calmness and ease with it. No matter what, I'll always support you 100%. If it's the real deal, I want to be the best man at your wedding. That was really sweet. Also, his family was the nicest. I think this starting out with this date and then circling back to review it like this, I think his family did really set the tone for what a mm -hmm. good date is. The, we began hometowns with like a really nice, warm, welcoming family. As yes. we will talk about later, we bookended it with a really ice cold, like prickly intense family worst hometown ever Tino ain't it baby Tino ain't it like if it wasn't already like pending that you know I thought that Tino was like maybe not the choice that I thought he once was that family of his baby no 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 yeah uh and then I want to end this date with the uh the bombshell that we got from Jason at the end. He says he's taking this relationship one day at a time, but he says, I can never see myself getting engaged. It's just not realistic to me. And I believe he means at this time. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. That's definitely what he means is it is not like in the time frame that we have. Yes. It is not. I just, don't, I just don't want people to think that he's not going to get married and he's not serious about this because he obviously very much is. He seems mm -hmm. like the person who the minute he's out, he's not staying a second longer for screen time. He's done. He doesn't want to be there right. for screen time. He doesn't want to be on TV. He's, mm -hmm. His Instagram and his Twitter being private up until recently and his Twitter still being private very much shows that he does not want to be popular. Right. He's not... The guy that is like, look at me, guys. I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to be on the island. Which, I mean, 
They may sweet talk him into the island if he if Gabby doesn't pick him. I could see him being on the island and giving it a go. I could, and then being like, "Now I'm done." No, I but, think I think he will find someone early on that he likes that also doesn't care that much, and mm-hmm. then they'll quietly fade into the background. Mm-hmm. And at the end, we'll be like, "Oh, I forgot about them." They'll get engaged mm-hmm. and disappear. But I would also go back to my very favorite man of all time in bachelor nation grocery store joe oh he was thirsty Stop okay it. grocery joe no okay he loves the limelight okay he loves the limelight but like he loves it in like a much more i feel like joe is like i'm not here for the fame i'm here for the love but if i can promote my my salsa or whatever it is my sauces yeah cool. yes. You know, he's like, if y'all can come down to my store at the time when he had it, he's like, cool, do that. That's you true. know, he he only wants to make money. Right. I think that Joe is like, y'all, I'm happy being a normal guy posting with my girl on Instagram. Like, they look very happy. If I also, can, can I allow her to show my sauces and no one has to hear from me? That's right. fine, too. I think he likes I think he likes promoting his sauces, though, on his Instagram. Yeah. I think he's like, let me do my thing within my realm. Like, I control how Let much. Let me y'all... just sell you maybe above average pasta sauce. I, I love I love the fact that he does this. <laughs> just like... But I think that he's kind of got that thing where he's not in it for the fame. But he's like, if the fame comes my way, that's cool. Where, like, where Jason, you're right. I think he's kind of much more quiet and much more like, I'll be here to find love. But once I find it, done. Bye. Yeah. Whereas Gabby, I think she'd be much more like in the limelight. Yeah, not maybe not a Tasha in the limelight, but no, like she, she's gonna she's going to become she's going to win next season's Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And then at the end, so then to wrap up Jason's date, uh, we have his mom saying, "You're so distracted with everything around you. I don't want you to lose something because of the distraction." Through tears, yeah. obviously, because she's an emotional wreck. When he, she was all happy. It was all fun and games until he was like, yeah, but I'm not like, I'm not going to propose yet. Mama straight up burst into a bucket of tears. <laughs> like, she's oh, like, I want to play okay, the team. Well, you don't want to get me. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wow. Okay. There wasn't even a smooth transition into those tears. <laughs> I'm telling you, nicer barb. You're right. You're right. Um, so Jason and Gabby say goodbye. He has an ominous look on his face as she drives away. But you think also, it was ominous? His look did. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess he just looked. Um, he was pondering. It was a pondering face. It was like I have this a lot is, to think about. But this is the thing, because this goes back to Rachel Lindsay and Peter Krause. When he was like, I love you, but I don't want to propose right now. And I'll never forget when she was like, a proposal, what was it? A proposal is dating, basically. Like that's, I can't remember her exact wording now, but I hated it at the time. Because she was like, that is the proposal. And he was like, I want to spend time to get to know you. And she's like, that is the time of the proposal. And I was like, no, girl. You know the person before you ask them to marry marry you. Like, what? Unless you're in an arranged marriage kind of society. I think 
that's Jason's concern because Gabby, although at times has been a not very traditional bachelorette, mm-hmm. seems to be a ring is at the end of this. That's at the moment what she's thinking. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jason is like, I really don't know if in two weeks I could be convinced to propose. I feel like if I were the bachelorette, it would be like, um, I would plot twist it up. Like, I'd be like, if you propose to me at the end of eight weeks, you are not the one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is conversations that need to be having. This is at, too soon. That's the conversations they need to be having in the fantasy suite. While they can have these real conversations about how they actually feel without cameras being like, mm-hmm. where they can like break down like behind the walls of the show. Yeah. How they yeah. actually feel. But I, I would straight up be like, oh, you're thinking of asking me to marry you now? Uh, plot twist, don't. <laughs> if a guy gets up there and he's like, I want to be with you. I love you. It's been eight weeks. Let's get to know each other outside of the cameras. Let's get to know each other like and date for a while like normal people. But then I'm probably going to ask you to marry me in like another two months. So I'd be like, still really soon. But hey, if eight weeks feel like this, Eight more weeks is probably going to be like fireworks. Okay, let's do this. But propose to me up on top of a mountaintop at the end of that show. I'll be like, nope, not you. <laughs> I What I would do is I would make sure that everybody in the fantasy suites knows that this engagement is just like the rest of the show. A sham. And I'm <laughs> proposing to you so that we have a pretty financial backing. Mm-hmm. But I will propose to you again when it actually means something. But I'm proposing to you for the show, for the ring, so that we can get the thing. But then it also, at the same time, that proposal to me doesn't mean what it, it normally mm-hmm. if, if I was a bachelor, what, that's the way I would do it. Which I think is what Jordan and JoJo did. Yeah, and it, that's the way it should be done. Like, yeah. the show, as long as you and your person are aware of what it actually means. Mm-hmm. Like if you're both on the same page of, yeah, it's a proposal, but it's not really a proposal. Mm-hmm. It's a, we want to end the show with a nice, pretty bow. We'll get the ring that costs a lot of money and then we'll disappear and we'll date and do our own thing. And I'll repropose to you when I feel like we're actually ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is much more heartfelt and much more, because you propose now, you're caught up. Wait, and so I feel like thought it made sense for Jason to be like, "Nah, I'm, I'm not going to propose." <laughs> we have to remember that the lead has to balance finding their person, mm-hmm. but you also have to make good TV. Yeah, like that's, that's true. part of your contract is to have a good season. Mm-hmm. So then there are sometimes like pretending that you like someone you don't where things have to be done to make the season compelling. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I believe that's the perfect example of what the proposal is. It's just television. Which side note, another TV show with proposals and marriages. Have you heard about the Love is Blind cast? Uh, yeah. I think they all announced their divorce now because they're after the altar special is coming up. Oh, is it? Yeah, they announced it's going to be here soon. So I think I think they were already 
done, but mm-hmm. they're announcing it now because they're promoting the After the Altar special. Oh, okay. Yeah. Side note, I didn't see it working out for either one of those couples. No, so. no. In fact, I yelled at the TV when um, Nick and Danielle got married. I literally, I remember I was over in my kitchen making my breakfast, watching this TV, and as I get up there, and Nick is sweating buckets. I love how I'm talking about Love is Blind on a Bachelor podcast, but he's sweating buckets, and then he was like, I do. I was like, no, no, you gotta, don't do it. <laughs> there have never been two people that have gotten married in or out of the spotlight that deserve to be with each other less. I love, I just love reading the comments on the announcement. Somebody was like, now her rock band can be out in the open like it's meant to be. <laughs> Other people are like, who's going to get custody of the costumes? Like, what's going to happen? I hate everything I, about her. I love it. I love it. It was crazy. That was a crazy, crazy couple. Crazy. I don't even know what was happening. Um, but anyway, so yes, Rachel Daddy, and Zach. maybe she's in for a surprise. Maybe she'll be like, oh my gosh. Or maybe she'll be like me and be like, you don't need to promote to me, bro. Well, like it doesn't matter because as much as I like Jason and he seems like a very nice guy, he's not winning. He's not winning. He ain't winning. You're right. So we have Rachel and Zach. They're in Anaheim, California. And Zach took Rachel to her future future place of employment if she were to marry him where was that the airport oh oh (laughs) i was like hang on what i okay having been a former child who watched airplanes with her her own father um from a parking lot i did think that this was a very sweet day because i do have fond memories of watching airplanes take off I freaking loved it. As All a kid. I know is that Rachel's in Los Angeles. Yeah. For a date. And she's at the airport. And they may be cute and all, but like, come on now. You're telling me that we're in LA, the best we can do is sit at an Anaheim airport. But I mean, it was a good like connection that they had. No, it was. It was just corny. You sound like me. I feel like we do we freaky Friday it? <laughs> Mori, you'd be like, come on. Oh, as me. A, Sorry, I forgot to say who we're meeting. We're meeting Zach's mom, Megan, his dad, Chapman, his uncle, Pat, a.k.a. Patrick Walburton. And this says from Seinfeld. I don't know him from Seinfeld. I only know him from Rules of Engagement. Okay. And his so That's what gets on my nerves about this description. Because he's obviously, he's known for Putty on Seinfeld. When he is Elaine's boyfriend, Putty, it is the funniest thing ever. Like, she gets so okay. mad at one point. She calls him, like, the devil. Like, or she says she's the devil. I, I don't know. I'm, like, it's hilarious. Look it up. But he's, uh, what's he, the voice of in Emperor's New Groove? Kronk. Yeah. He's also the voice of the Flea in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, he has done so much more. Like, he's in Rules of Engagement. Like, he's not he the just- star of his own show on for six years. Yeah. Like, he's not just Putty from Rules of Engagement. Or, <laughs> Putty from Rules of Engagement. Putty from Seinfeld, but but it is what put him on the map because childhood me absolutely can visualize him sitting on that couch with Elaine, and she was always mad at him. <laughs> okay, I might have to find this. It's so funny. I think it's, I've seen about four episodes total of Seinfeld. I love Seinfeld so much. I really do. I heard that the first season is bad, and that's what I started with, so maybe I need to like skip forward. 
Yeah, just skip. You can dive in honestly anywhere. They're, okay. They stayed the same four ridiculous people the entire way through. They're terrible people. <laughs> it's so great. All right, well, so they leave the... They leave the airport and head to uh, Zach's family's house. She talks to her dad first. Uh, he's worried that Zach will end up heartbroken and that he seems very enamored with her. Says, I mean, you go to the most romantic places on earth and you'll fall in love with a monkey. Accurate. And he says, what Yeah, I was like, where's the line? Where's right. the line? Right. This was a family that handled the date confusion well. They weren't a hundred percent in, but they weren't they weren't a hundred percent in like Jason's family, obnoxiously in. Mm-hmm. But they also weren't the worst people in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. So I think they they struck a nice balance. I just I know I'm jumping ahead, and I'll say this again: I don't understand what happened with Dino's family. I don't. Like, what I, was that? I have a hot take when we get there, but we'll... Okay, okay. Uh, so we have... And then he he asked Rachel what attracted her to Zach. She says her and Zach bonded over their love of family and that they're both ready to settle down. Zach is with his mother. He's. She says that he sees the love in his, in his face. And uh, Zach says he's ready to propose. And then Rachel sits down uh, with his mom and says, and she says, I don't want his heart broken. I really believe he has fallen in love with you. Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, thanks for the vote of confidence, mom. Get ready to watch me maybe break his heart. What do you think the odds are for these two? I think that if it's them two, I think they have an actual shot. Same. I think Same. this is the only one she has an actual legitimate shot with. Same. Like, after watching this date, and at first I was like, oh, he's kind of boring. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, he like, is. I, he's very boring, but so is she. Yeah, but I made... Okay, you said it! No, no. Okay, I want you to understand this. She is boring, but also, you know how I am. I am the life of the party. I don't need someone else sharing my limelight. This is true. This, this is, is this is why. This is why a Jason and a Gabby work together. Yes. Because Gabby does not need Jason getting in her way of being life in the party. I would not have Rachel getting in the way of me being like. I would be shilling things on her Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. You'd be like, here, let me let me take this. Let me run this thing. It would be a funny, <laughs> all the Instagrams would be like, hey, there's this. And I'd be like, hey, that's not how you do it. Use this hair cream. It makes your hair great. Like, that's, that's how every Instagram story would go. See, that's like, that's the thing. I like, I like a balance. So I'm looking for a fellow life of the party. Like, for me, I'm like, let's, let's do this. I want whoever I end up with us to arrive at parties, to host parties. We're both like, Fire everywhere. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah, that's fair though. But Rachel, yeah, she's boring. She's boring. I'm glad you said it. Glad you said it. I'm Does it change how I feel about her in any way? Not not whatsoever. I know. Okay. I know. I just, but, I just want that to be clear. So I think that these two actually do have a shot. I do. When I was watching them, I was like, they might have an absolutely normal 
life together too. I don't think that Rachel is looking to like sell a bunch of stuff either. I think she's like, I'm happy flying my planes. Just let me fly my planes. And I think Zach is like, go fly your planes, girl. Yeah. Uh, are they, are they Jade and Tanner? Slowly fade away, occasionally do things, but like not like yeah, not be the center of attention. I could see that. Not Only be... wasn't ever the lead. Neither one of them were ever the lead. I'm just saying, but like that quality of bachelor relationship where they're like, they're really popular at first, but then people are just like, oh yeah, remember that couple that actually succeeded? Yeah, and they end up having like three or four kids, and they're just like very happy together. Yeah, yeah. And yeah then I could we see. uh we end Zach and Rachel's date by. For the first time that I've ever seen rewatching a montage of their time together. I would die. I would die, but this does give me interesting insight because I've never really? seen this before. So you think what what's your insight? What's your what's your insight? I think it means something. Like I feel like maybe we're underestimating them because this is a huge ordeal for them to get to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that means they had to have all of these scenes pre-edited. Mm-hmm. Well, but okay, the way I took it was just the fact that they because they did the whole movie thing on their first date, and remember when I was like, that means absolutely nothing to me. Show my baby pictures to a complete stranger on the first date, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I hated their first date, hated it. But I think it was a callback to that first date, but a weird callback because then it's like, hey, mom and dad, watch me make out with this guy in a hot tub. <laughs> No, my my dad, I can tell you right now, I know my father, he would literally do that Midwestern knee slap and be like, well, <laughs> <laughs> my dad would never watch me make out with a man in a hot tub. He'd be like, yep, if, you, if y'all need me, you can bring the camera into the next room where you can talk to me, but no, <laughs> I'm not watching this. <laughs> That's fair, but I, th- I do think that this was a, I think it meant something, but maybe I'm just okay. reading into it and hoping that she ends with, uh, with someone that's nice. I, I hope so too. And I think that she, I think she will if she just leans in and listens to her heart. Because I, I think that that's the one that she should end up with. Yes. Uh, Did not ever predict that I would say this about him. Fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially early on. Like, it was just kind of weird. Like, he... Seem to like kind of be around, mm-hmm. but not really like a part of things. But we end the evening with uh, Zach telling Rachel, "I'm in love with you," and then she says, "I'm falling in love with him. He's so perfect." Well, all right. Yeah. Now we have the shortest home date of all time. We have Gabby and Johnny in Palm Beach, Florida. We're gonna meet Johnny's mother Elizabeth, his dad John, his best friend Perry, his brother Robert, and Robert's girlfriend Jillian. Too many people. It's too many people. Um, also, I love, though, when Gabby was describing Johnny to his mom. And she was like, I just like his blue eyes. You know, I'm like, you're looking at the reason Johnny looks like he looks. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, his mom is so pretty. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she tells us Johnny's super hot. He knows it. I know it. You know it. He makes me feel so special. And I can't disagree with her. I know it. Johnny's hot. Yeah, he is. He is. Johnny is the one I really appreciate the fact that he came out of nowhere. Because yeah. remember when they did that whole like hot tub whatever beer thing and the stuff? beer spa? This guy. Who is this guy? And you got on me again for not knowing who people are like week five. But still. 
but he stuck around. Yeah. Like he really is okay. Like I'm like, this guy, this guy's a thing. And here he is at home downs. He's a thing. Uh we Johnny tells us that he misses his family so much that they're doing his family first. Uh Gabby Gabby seems flustered by the idea of like she not really did. Into it. She really did. She was like, oh, now I'm nervous. Because she, I think she thought she was going to have the build up. Yeah. She was gonna, like, let's go on the date. Let's be fun. Like, okay, now I can breathe. Now I can relax. And now I can go meet the family. Johnny's like, surprise. I miss my mom and dad. Let's go see him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they arrive. The, uh, the chemistry in this family is top notch. I loved it. I wish I had seen more of this date. This was the date that I would have liked to see the most of. Yeah. Because Johnny clearly is from a family that knows how to have a good time. Yes. Yes. That's why I'm like, Gabby Gabby and Johnny initially, I'm like, maybe the, you know, like sometimes you need a different person to balance you out. But Gabby and Johnny also could have a lot of fun. But and I there's the, a lot of warmth in that. I think that I think that that's true, but they obviously both use humor to cover up their trauma. Yeah, that's true. And that's not always great to have two people using humor humor to cover up their trauma at the same time. Defense mechanism, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Gabby sits down with Johnny's dad first. Uh, she he says it's pretty amazing after such a short period of time. The chemistry you guys have, and she she agrees, and uh, he thinks that she's great, and the connection between you and Johnny seems very organic. Whether it's for now or for forever, we're along for the ride. I appreciate that realistic statement he said. Yeah, like that was really great, and I feel like it really did free up the possibility of like maybe this won't work out, but we still really like you. You know, yeah. I think that it freed up both of them in a way of like the expectations of a family. Like some families are like, you better not bring anybody home unless like you're going to marry this person. Like whose family said that to them? Tyler. I forgot. Yeah. And so. I think Tyler but, screwed himself on that one, but that's not the point. Oh, Tyler sure did. And I don't know if y'all saw, but I posted on Instagram the other night. Um, too bad Tyler doesn't know how to read a room, but we'll get <laughs> Um. But, yeah, I thought that that really did free up, like, hey, if this is for now, this is great. You know, if you guys only date for X amount of time, fine. If you guys are together forever, we're supporting you, you know? So I I really did, like, I really did like Johnny's family. They were a breath of fresh air. Very much so. Uh, Johnny tells both his mom and then his dad kind of the same thing, that he's not sure that he's ready to get married. He says that's a huge step Mm -hmm. for me. Uh, his dad, his mom agrees that, yeah, it's a big commitment. And his dad says, emotionally, I think you're ready emotionally. Financially, go down that road together. Go with mm-hmm. your heart. We met her. She's very lovely. You have my blessing. Yeah. I thought it was just a good date. Man, it was a good date. Yeah. A good, short date. <laughs> it was the shortest date that we would have liked to see more of. So There's stupid. two things we would have liked to see more of: Johnny's family and Patrick Walburn. Yeah, those are two well, things we give the people what they want. More Patrick, 
more drive. I didn't come here for a glimpse of Patrick Wilburn. I tuned in because I was like, "What the hell is he doing here?" Well, you tuned in because you do a podcast. They like they totally like it was just a bait and switch. Oh, it was a bait and switch, and then they go out and enjoy a sunset cruise on a boat. And I feel like, like I feel like that was probably a big part of why they wanted to do this, mm-hmm. because a sunset boat tour is much better than a daytime boat tour. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says at the end of the date, it feels so good and so easy being with someone who I know is ready for the next step. <laughs> I don't know if she I don't know if he is, but that's okay. <laughs> now next type of relationship, but he ain't ready for the next step of being like, Yeah, girl, here's a ring. Yeah. Uh next we have one of the cringiest states of all time. Oh my goodness, Brennan. I love Tyler. I think he's great. I think he is by far the sweetest person on this season. But there's a reason that Tyler's like 24. When I said... the man cannot tell when his girlfriend is unhappy. When I said previously, Tyler is a baby, he really fully, fully showcased him being a baby and not in an emotional way but just in a way of just being blissfully ignorant about all of the things in life that are right there in front of you i you can't see the panic on someone's face when you say these are my friends surprise (laughs) like when they pop up at an ice cream shop or whatever i think i think tyler Mm -hmm. was having so much fun he missed all of his family that he's been around, haven't been around. He missed working on the pier. He loves being with Rachel. And I think he was having so much fun. He didn't realize that his date was crumbling around her, around him. I mean, wait, he does work on the pier? Yeah. He, you remember that thing that he was closing up and opening up the bathroom? Yeah. Thing? He owns that. Oh, okay. I totally blanked on that. That, that was like the first thing he told us. When he, yeah, well, totally, like I said, blanked on it because when he was closing it up, I was like, that's cute that he, like, acts like he works there. <laughs> he doesn't just work there. He owns it, but okay. I, I mean, that's, like, I literally was like, that's cute. Whoever gave him the keys, like, whatever. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He gave himself the keys. It's he's like, so he's like, all right, Tyler, you earned it. <laughs> But goodness gracious me, this date, the way that it kept going on and on, and the more that this little boy was just beaming from ear to ear and just like, I, I love her. And she's like, oh my God, I just can't, I can't keep going on. But when those people showed up and it was like, surprise, this is, was it, that was his family too, right? Uh, it was, I think it was some family and some friends. Okay. Like yeah, his best friend was there and his cousin something. was there. Yeah. When he was doing those introductions and she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like this girl was like, I wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready to meet the family already. I was kind of thinking about questioning some things. I think she could have gotten through better if they hadn't done the family pop-up shop. No, I, don't I don't, know? I don't, I think she had already convinced herself that she could not meet his family. I think I think that she could have at least made it through this portion of the date and been like, okay, you know, and then maybe gone home and said she's going to get ready and then probably like 
knocked on his door and was like, I can't. But like the fact that it was surprise, here's some family that you didn't expect to be here on the pier. I think she was like, oh my God, he's throwing them at me now. <laughs> like yeah. they're here. They could, they could be at any, they could be up on that wheel. They could be in some mascot, you know, outfits. I don't know. But she's yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta pull the plug right now. Yeah. Well, Tyler, uh, Rachel lets us know that Tyler makes her laugh and they connect emotionally. And then she lets us know that they are the most far behind, which I just like, that's not a great start. Uh, oh, she opened the date telling us that. Yeah. So they go on the pier, they play games and win prizes, they eat corn dogs and funnel cakes. And then, like you said, they things started to go downhill when they moved to that like like food stand and then all of his friends and family from the pier were just like happened to all be around and then like his best friend he'd heard about came running up and introduced himself and gave him a hug. Mm -hmm. It was just a lot. It was. It felt a lot. It felt like a lot to me and I wasn't even on the date. It was definitely like in retrospect he's like I threw a lot at her really quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, so she she walks away to leave while he is closing up the stall that apparently someone let him use the keys for because Ernie doesn't know anything. <laughs> and then she spends some time talking to a producer and she just starts basically saying, he's the nicest guy in the world. I hate doing this. But, like, we're not going to get to the point. We're not going to get in the next two weeks where I'm already at with the others. Mm -hmm. And it is like watching this. I think anybody, anybody out there watching this who knows what it's like to end something with someone who on paper is otherwise completely perfect and nice and hasn't done a bad thing to you. It's hard. You know, it's Mm -hmm. hard to just be like, why aren't I there with this individual? Yeah. So watching her do that, I was like, oh, but it is. Yeah, it is really, it's sad. Because you do kind of feel like, what's wrong with me that I can't, like, feel this for this person? But you really have to listen to your heart in that moment. Yeah. As hard as it is, you can't end up married to somebody 50 years from now being like, I just married you because I thought that you seemed nice and I shouldn't say no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we have the most awkward breakup scene where she's just trying to get out that she can't do this anymore. And this boy cannot stop talking. Took the moment to tell her that he was just in love with her. Which was not the move. Like I said, homeboy doesn't know how to read a room. Yeah, she face was obviously like no, no. She no. starts she starts her speech by saying you're the most incredible person and then he jumps in uh talks about how incredible she she is, how much how what what an incredible time they're having together, how excited he is for her to meet his him to, her to meet his family and ends with it I'm not falling in love with you, I am so in love with you. Like I want bro. To I was Look sitting on the face. couch watching this and I was like, I want out. I want, I'm just going to get up and walk out. 
like her face, man. I'm, we're looking at a picture of her face. And I'm just like, if I'm Tyler, I don't know what part of her face says, tell me that you're in love with me. No. The deep breath that she took, the look away that she had to do. Like, I'm like, no, maybe you should stop talking. Please stop talking. You, te- you saying that you're, I don't know if he was oblivious or if he thought saying that would save it. But it's not. Either one. Either one of those options, not great. No. No. <laughs> uh, he he finally, yeah. she finally cuts him off and says, we've had the most incredible day, but I'm still not feeling 100% confident, and I don't know if I'm ready to meet your family. I wish I could get there. I do. You're going to find everything you deserve. And then she gets in the SUV and drives off and then the horrible horrible time that he has to go tell his family who has gathered and set aside this evening to meet Rachel like they're like oh my gosh like we're just gonna know they're gonna walk in here we're so excited to see him so happy I love the fact that he walked in by himself and they still were like hey so you came to visit us just with cameras (laughs) Like his mom, his mom was like, "You showed up here. We're on TV." And like her reaction was literally like, "Keep it together." But what the heck is going on? <laughs> I, I think, <laughs> I think my favorite part of this interaction was, I guess he must get his inability to read a room from his family. Because every time he said something, they would react the way you're supposed to react, not realizing that he's smiling through tears. Right, right. Like, you're right. His inability to read a room is genetic. Because these people, he walks in so low, and they're like, hey! Like, my family would have known immediately. My mom, literally, if I walked in without that guy, my mom would have been like, oh, Oh, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> just like hugged me, probably. Like, I, I just, yeah. They still, he's smiling. He obviously can't really match up his emotions with his face. They are clearly like, oh, but she's coming. Oh, well, I'm just like, y'all, <laughs> this is going really badly, and you can't tell. <laughs> I just if that if I was Tyler, I would have walked. I I couldn't have done what he did. I would have just walked in and collapsed on the ground in a puddle of my own tears, and that would have conveyed everything I needed to convey. Or just like walk in and go upstairs to your old room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's it. Um. But, also, uh, it reminded me of. <laughs> so. Reminded me of remember in um, Peter's season. Victoria. Family's just waiting. There was a tweet on Monday night that went out, and I saw it Tuesday, and it said, "No one knows this, but Victoria's f is family is still waiting for Peter in the living room." <laughs> That's immediately what I thought it was. Victoria's family. <laughs> But yeah, his his family just they were not getting it. And then when he finally said she's not coming, 
because she didn't feel like she could get there. And then he's like, I love when he's like, I really loved her. And I'm like, baby, you loved her 20 minutes ago down at the pier. And now you're like loved. But then he's like, I, I love her. I was like, okay, that's better. At least let's be honest. Yeah, and he says, all I've ever wanted is someone that would feel the same towards me. I'm just like, buddy, you're not like 68 never having been married. You're 24. Right. Like, you have an entire life ahead of you. It is You're time. obviously in good shape, so you're looking at another 60 to 70 years at least. Mm-hmm. It is fine. But my goodness, though, this family. You, you're a good-looking guy. You have a good heart, and you will eventually learn to realize when someone does no longer wants to be with you. My fear is that he might be a bachelor in the running. He's too young. He is too young. That's why it's my fear. <laughs> there, I really hate to be this guy, but there is one option. Two options, but only one really good option from this season for Bachelor, and Nate's the only option. For real. There are other people that I would like to be Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Nate's the only one I would I want to be Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, did you – now, I know that talking about this individual person is always a crapshoot around you. But maybe if we talk about this – Maybe if we talk about this individual's friend, then that'll be better. Okay. Peter Weber <laughs> has a podcast with – do you remember Dustin from his season? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Dustin has been friends with Nate for like 15 years. He has? They were high school. They were like middle school or high school friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Peter and Dustin host a podcast. And Dustin said a couple weeks ago that he was going to address the situation. Because obviously Nate can't because he has to go yeah. through media. Mm-hmm. But old friend Dustin can. What he said was during this 18-month relationship – there was a six-month span in the middle where they never talked to each other. Wow. And he just, he said he straight up, like, Nate never took it as seriously as she did. Mm-hmm. If you have an 18-month relationship and a third of it in the middle, you're not talking, mm-hmm. that's not a relationship. And that's what I was thinking. Like, it's re- it's only responsible to not introduce someone to your child who you are not planning on being in a serious relationship with you know like if only when you were planning to actually get really serious and this person has the potential of sticking around for the rest of your life or at least for long term yeah um, then you're like okay you can meet my kid so that makes sense if it's not a serious relationship then even if even if you date this person on and off for 18 months if you're on and off in that unstable of a relationship, then sorry, you right. don't need to meet the kid. Like, why would someone bring a kid into that relationship when you don't know if in three months you're still going to be together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's reckless. But I guess her is. argument was that he never told her he had a kid at all. <laughs> Which is different, but also, yeah. like, if she's seeing this as a long-term relationship and you're seeing this as 
somewhere between a casual relationship and a friends with benefits, mm-hmm. then that's just an issue that you guys are having. Yeah. And it's not a reason for you to be trashed on television. Mm-hmm. It's just a reason for you to be like, hey, maybe in the future, tell someone actually how you feel and not mm-hmm. just like go along with whatever. It reminds me of um, The Holiday. Have you seen it? Yes, I saw it once. My dad really loves that movie. Oh, I watch it every year. My sister hates it, thinks it's trash. I will force my entire family to watch it. Um, but so Jude Law, you know, yeah. like he's dating Cameron Diaz uh-huh. and goes to his house and then finds out, spoiler alert, he's got two little girls. And he's like, well, I mean, you're leaving. So I didn't want to. You know, and she's like upset at first, but then she's like, that makes sense. That's how I, I imagine it. Like yeah. he's like, I'm dating you for a little bit, but you're you're leaving. So why would I bring somebody into the life that is going to go away? Yeah. <laughs> uh next we have Gabby and Eric. They are now they're in New Jersey. We're gonna meet Eric's mom Donna, his dad Alan, <laughs> his sister Elise, and his grandparents. I don't know if y'all saw, but on on our Instagram page also I did make a declarative statement that Eric's mullet hits different in the sunlight. It sure does. It's too much for me to handle. I can't. <laughs> when you said it hits different, I didn't know if you liked it or didn't like it. Nope. Because <laughs> you know. Another level, and I'm like, nope, nope, don't want a part of that. And I was just looking at the cut of it, too, and how it's, like, short, but then it's long. And I, I don't understand it because it's not a traditional mullet either. I'm not understanding where the decisions were made in the layout. And just... well, I think it's hard to have a mullet when it's that curly. Yeah. Like a mullet usually has some curl to it, but it's yeah, more straight back. than curl. Yeah. Like in like, at the end. <laughs> yeah, but his is all curl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, grandpa's <laughs> grandpa has a conversation with Gabby says, I watched you on that bachelor show. I said, I know Gabby. That was the sweetest moment. The sweetest. That was my favorite. And also my other favorite was when they were like, Grandpa, okay, let's go outside. (laughs) I was like, wait, so y'all are literally like, it's a nice day out. Grandpa, it's time to go outside. Like, no, let Grandpa stay. Like, Grandpa's nice. Like, what are you doing? They're like, that's nice, Grandpa. Go eat eat some butterscotch outside. Yeah. Like, I was like, I, I imagine the producers being like, he he gets one line, he does the cute, oh, I know Gabby thing, and then we shuffle him off for real conversations, because this one is very heartfelt, we don't need funny man grandpa getting in the way. Yeah. Which, I get that, because this one, this one got very serious. It did, it did. So Gabby and, Gabby and Eric both sit down with his dad, Alan. They talk about how Gabby's an ICU nurse and how his dad, Alan, spent 40 days in the ICU. He says, I really admired the ICU nurses. They're so sharp. And then they uh, talk about how his dad has cancer again. And that it seems, and then from, we learn later that his, from his mom, that he's not doing as well this time. He says about her, she's really hanging in there. She's gotten sweeter. This really did, like, it did make me really sad. Yeah. Because sometimes on TV, 
people can do this whole like story, you know, especially if it's um you watch Undercover Boss. Yeah. Love me some undercover boss. But my goodness, everybody always has a sad story. And by the 85th sad story, you're like, forget it. You know, like you're just desensitized. If you've seen two episodes of Undercover Boss, you've seen every episode. <laughs> you've of seen boss. you've seen them all. Like, yeah. We learn about the person who is just trying to do their best but doesn't have the right opportunities. You learn about someone that is overwhelmed because they have a family issues or don't have enough mm-hmm. money. And you find the boss, usually, either a manager or a regional person, who's the worst person ever. And they decide to and they decide to break character and fire that person on the spot. Right. It's there's always somebody who is just straight trash that you're like, no, nah, you get no money. <laughs> and also you don't have a job anymore. Right. But um but yeah. I think that when I was watching this, though, it did make me sad because he was like, I think it was hearing from his mom when she was like, I keep watering that flower, you know, and it keeps coming back, you know, and like the fact that, oh, he was it him or her that said, I think it was him that said that he married his best friend. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. That, um, yeah, that they, they, that's why it worked. They're best friends. And she tells Eric, you marry for life. It's an important decision. So, like, basically what she's saying in a nice way is we don't get divorced. So if this is your choice, then make it the right choice. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean. I mean, I think every parent feels that way. Yeah. But she definitely, because of how much they had been through, and they're like, if we can get through this. Then you can mm-hmm. get through whatever. There was definitely another layer of like, come on now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, nothing's yeah. going to be worse than repeated cancers. Yeah, no, that's true. Gosh. Yeah. I didn't realize it took me a bit because I think I missed his name, Alan. And so when they did at the end of the show, again, <laughs> like, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> Did no Tyler own that place with the beer? Okay, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you in the way that I, you think I'm laughing about you. I was watching the end of the episode, and then that came up and said, yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay, because I literally, I thought it was a crew person or something. I was like, oh, somebody died. Didn't know. Okay, I'm glad I went out alone in that, because I thought you were about to be like, why are you paying more attention? I was sitting on my bed watching it. And it went across and it out loud by no one had been with me in hours. I <laughs> sat up by myself, just like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I just like walked away. So like in real time right now, I feel like we're both like, oh, okay, so that's that was. When I saw that, like, I don't remember which, but like one of them had posted a very heartfelt post about, mm. and, and I was just like, oh, that's who that was. Yeah, I I was like, oh, that must have been like a cameraman or producer or something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's incredibly sad though. Like that is. Yeah, apparently he did not make it to any of the season. Yeah. Um, I'm also. I'm also really sad that the grandpa got shuffled off to the. <laughs> I just want to circle back to that because he was. 
he was pitch perfect. He hit his mark. And I really, I was like, bring back him. Like, why are y'all trying to take him outside? Why are you trying to take him away from me? I, I didn't understand that. I didn't like that. It was like a happy Gilmore scene to me. I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, so after the date, they head over and have a drink at the Gladstone Tavern. Eric lets Gabby know that he's falling in love with her. I really freaking am. And then she says, after today, I do feel com- finally feel comfortable saying I'm in love with you too. So, I mean, I called it. I have a spicy take. Ooh. I don't sense Gabby's connection with any of these guys. I really don't. I... I do sense it more with Eric than I do with the others. But she, is it because never, he had a sick father? No, because the other two houses, she was like, do you think he's ready? Do you see us yeah. being a good match? I never heard her ask that. It was I, almost I, like she knew they were yeah. a good match. And she had to see if the other families thought they were a good match. Yeah. I guess you're right. I didn't really think about it from that point of view. But I just don't think that any of these guys were Gabby's guys. As nice as, like, Eric is, as terrible as his hair is, but as nice as he is and stable, he seems very, like, he, he just, he does seem, in this interesting turn of events, he does seem like the most uh, predictable choice. Um, I just don't like Johnny. I mean, I think he's a good time and I think that she really likes him, but I don't think that he is her person. No, I don't think so either. That, um, I don't think that Jason is her person either. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like, I hope you don't pick any one of them. I, I just, that's my take is I don't, I don't think that I don't do anything. I don't want them to get engaged. I just want to make that clear. I don't want them to get engaged, mm-hmm. but I do want these two to be together at the end. Okay. Because I feel like he talked early on about the work he's put in through therapy. So this man is clearly somebody who feels like he, even in, even where he's at, has plenty of room to grow. Wait, but didn't Johnny and Jason said that they had done therapy too? Was it Eric did therapy too? I thought he did. Maybe I got. Maybe it was just Jason. I don't think because John- I yeah Jason's date. He talked about therapy because that's why like it was a really great date. Maybe Eric I got them confused. Sat there while Gabby was crying, and then mysteriously crawled into his lap, and it felt very forced and weird. No, but remember we talked about that. He clearly said something, and they muted it out. Yeah, okay, that's true. That's true. I still think that was weird. <laughs> I, I, I think that they were trying to, like, not make him seem like such an easy connection early on. Mm-hmm. But I feel their, like when their you, first date to me was weird. When you, add in, when you add in the fact that the most obvious chemistry had the most obvious to her concern, which was Nate having mm-hmm. a daughter. Eric becomes a pretty obvious choice as like one of the better options. Yeah. Because she I... was clearly not ready to be in any kind of way a parental figure. Yeah. I just think 
that even with a strong connection like um like her connection to Eric or not Eric, uh Nate. I just have a hard time believing that anything else is genuine. You know? Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. But I I think that Gabby should just not <laughs> I get that. That Nick and Danielle shouldn't get married. True. <laughs> True. Uh so next we have Tino's date with Rachel. We are in Santa Clarita, California, with Tino's mom, Sandy, his dad, Joe, and his brother, Mateo. Uh, Rachel and Tino have a conversation about her being nervous to meet his family. She says, I want them to feel like I, can, I could fit in because I'm really serious. And then uh, Tino says that she has nothing to worry about. Yeah, so for some reason, what made Rachel so worried right off the bat? I think that because he's her favorite, and he she wants this to go so well because she wants to pick him. Because she, there was like something that she was like, I don't know. Yeah. If they hate me. And it was like she manifested this date to go as bad as it did, right? I feel like everything that she was like, I don't know, Tino. And he's like, no, it'll be fine. What if they hate me, Tino? What if it's this? What if it's that? And then to watch everything that she questioned happen exactly mm-hmm. the way that she had questioned it. Also, maybe she read a little bit of who into who Tino is. Because to me, this thing, the little nuggets that Tino has been planting within the last two episodes before this, Seeing his family behave the way that they behaved told me, okay, this, the things that he was doing is very, like, it, I'm not surprised that this is his family. No, me neither. I think that this, I think that his parents handled it the way that Tino would handle a situation. Yeah. Uh, So, Rachel and Tino arrive at Tino's family's house. Uh, He says that everything disappears when they're together. And uh, his dad says, yeah, but how much time do you guys get together? And we could tell from the very beginning that he was going to be a massive problem. Absolutely. Because he hated her. It was weird, right? It was weird how much he hated her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why? There was no, there is nothing about Rachel that screams, I hate you from the beginning. Yeah. Like, there's nothing about her. Weird about the process. I understand being like, listen, this is, you know, realistically, how how much are you going to fall in love with our son? You know, question the process, hating the process, you can see that. But they were immediately like, nope, dismissed. Yeah, but like, like you see, there's nothing about her, her personality, her look. There's nothing about her that screams strong, strong opinions from the very beginning either way. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She's a pretty neutral person you bring home, I feel like. Yeah, you're, she's a person that's like, when, you're, when your family meets her, you're like, she seems very nice. Or yeah. she's very pretty. And it, and it takes like months before her, for the, before they have strong opinions on her if they had strong opinions on her at all right 
that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. But uh, so when his dad asks him how he sees the next two weeks playing out, he says she'll send the rest of the guys home and I'll propose to her. Uh, everyone laughs, but not for very long. He says, what are you talking about after two months? He says that he's going to propose. And he says, <laughs> we're going to have a talk. I'm like, bro, like, what is uh-huh. your problem? Uh-huh. He, he's acting like Tino's 16. Right. That's what made me uncomfortable. Yes. The whole, that vibe made me very uncomfortable because, it, and that, this is what I mean by, I think that his parents handled this day the way that Tino has showed that he handles things because just the way that he talked to her about, you know, um, the connections when she canceled the group date initially. Yeah. And some people were like, good for Tino calling her out like that. I was like, uh, I feel like Tino was kind of trying to control the situation because he didn't like the way that she handled it on her own. But then we see last week to the way that Tino crumbles under lack of control. Uh-huh. He all of his marks. He thought that she should have given him that rose. You know, um, I think that Tino, and I could be wrong, I think that Tino is very much like his father seems to be i really do so i think his father wants to control tino and his love life situation i think that tino would and like i said i could be wrong but tino would get into a relationship and try to control that relationship and maybe not in a like a way that is like a a terror because i don't want to say like it's not bad because i think that somebody who tries to control a relationship that is it's not great but not like in a harmful way long term, but in a way that I would be like, and I'm out. Nope. Yeah. Not gonna end with me. So um yeah, I definitely think that I'm shocked, but I'm not surprised. No, me either. Uh so Joe and Tino talk outside first. He's his dad says, How in just five weeks? Like, do you even know do you know enough about her? Tino tries to defend the action. He, his dad said that this, he's confused about this whole fairy tale thing. And yeah. a similar conversation is happening inside between Rachel and Tino's mom, where Tino's mom says, "This is fake. This is not real." And Rachel says, "Well, it's it's real." And she says, "No, it's not." Right when she did that, no, it's not. I was like. Okay, I'm the freaking bachelorette. Don't tell me what's not real or what's what's fake. I like that was man. Yeah, so she is she's not as bad as Joe, but she's not pleasant. No, she says I have to figure out in a week or two if I'm mending a broken heart or planning a wedding. Mm Hmm. Well, my my thought is that. Like, everyone seems to be so self-centered. Yeah. Like, she's she's not worried about Rachel, and she's certainly not worried about Tino. She's just worried about, well, in two weeks, am I helping him do this, or am I helping him do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was the strangest level of ice, iciness, I have seen in a long time from a family. Yeah. 
I don't even re- remember them smiling. Did they ever one smile? I don't think it, they did. Like, it was just not, oh, it was not great. Uh, Rachel gives us a little aside before she goes and talks to Joe. Says, talking to Tina's mom, I feel like she's just skeptical, skeptical about the whole thing. She grilled my ass, and now I'm scared to talk to his dad. Well, you should be, because I would rather talk to his mom than to his dad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even looking at Tino's dad, I'd be like, nah. <laughs> we'll keep to the whole family. I'll talk to this one. <laughs> uh, he he asked her what she likes about him. Uh, she says that she he thinks that he has a good outlook on life, and he's very caring and optimistic. And there wasn't, I don't think there was anything that he could have said, she could have said, that was going to convince him that they know each other that well i was waiting for him to be like i'm gonna stop you right now tino is i know that's fake because tino is the most negative person right now <laughs> he's just been lying to you for a month and a half right like i thought he was gonna be like no no tino's a pessimist you don't know him you're out like and i mean granted her answers did sound kind of prepackaged. maybe that's because she was nervous you know um i I kind of did laugh at the fact that when she was like, Tino, uh, he's so nice and he's so generous. Like he gives, he gives blood, you know? And I'm like, why? And he's like, because people need it. (laughs) I was like, okay, he gives blood. Huge deal. But not the thing that I would bring up to someone and their parents if they're like, why do you love my son? He gives blood. She was using an example of how he cares for people. Don't be a jerk. She don't cares about people that much. She does either, but I think that's what he told her he did. Right. I don't think maybe that's the thing too, is I'm not convinced that she knows even worth it. Like each week. Oh, he's certainly not. His value decreases on this the on the bachelor board of life. Like I'm like, no, like let's knock him off the board. Like it's done. There are a few people I mean, I feel like. (laughs) There's few people who have fallen further, faster. Right. Like, I have no, I'm going to be real, I have no bachelorette love for Tino. If he goes, he goes. I'm fine. But he's just killing my vibe week after week now. Yeah. His <laughs> Joe says, convince me that you know him, the real Tino. I'm just like, how does anyone know the real Tino? Right. I'm just like, bro, you are like, Tino. you are okay. You are entering the hallowed halls of the least popular family, least popular relatives to ever be on this show. It was crazy. You're up there. You're up there with Barb and Aunt Lindsay. Oh, Aunt Lindsay. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, they might be neck and neck with Aunt Lindsay right now. I mean, Barb was like weird on her season. Yeah. I say her season because it kind of was her season. <laughs> but Barb was yeah. on her season, but Barb didn't become hated until after the final rose. That's true, because then Barb, she tossed out that crap left and right, and she was hateful. And Barb also was hateful. entirely accurate. Because that would have been... straight up hateful. Maddie and Peter would have been the worst couple. Absolutely. There was no part of that couple that was going to work in any way, shape, or form. No. 
And I just love the fact that like Maddie like posts about them breaking up like what was it like an hour later or something like they're like <laughs> basically the like, narrator was like it didn't last. <laughs> So. Uh, we get to the end of the conversation. She says, I genuinely almost cried because I thought it was going that bad with his dad. Uh, and if she had cried, I would not have blamed her. But because this is going really poorly, he says, I mean, this is your second go around. I was asking Tino, is this person just looking to get married or is this person really like you? I forgot about that. The fact that he blew, he like tossed that in her face, like yeah. this is your second go around, like that. It's not her fault that is her second go around. I just there was. Joe, is just, and I feel okay in saying this, because if Joe has a problem with me, that's I don't really care at all. Joe is genuinely maybe one of the worst people the show has ever put on television. Like, that was unnecessary. That was It was almost like he was like, can I make a 26-year-old bachelorette cry? Uh Uh-huh. Can I tell horrible things about her to her boyfriend slash my son, but then tell her that I said those things in an attempt to make her cry? Like, that, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know... If Joe just, he's one of those guys that just has to like puff his chest to look tight, like look, to look tough, you know, um, I get that vibe from him too. Because like there, there was nothing about this entire date that suggested he was trying to learn anything. No. He came in with an agenda of, I'm going to break this up. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It just, uh, And Tino's mother was not pleasant mm-hmm. and she was incredibly rude when she was being skeptical but Joe crossed every line I'm just I'm, I'm like why why I didn't see the point of any of it no it was the weirdest thing but like I said I'm shocked but I'm not surprised yeah. what I did uh, find very surprising after so after they get back together and then Joe is like, I know you know what I'm going to say. But when Joe is like, uh, you know, guys, just be honest with yourselves. You know, be honest, like, with each other. And what did he say? Be honest with each other and make sure that it's right. Okay, cool. Thanks. But then when they go outside. This is my favorite part of the episode. No. Chino, and you texted me about this the other day. <laughs> Tino literally is like, they adore you. (laughs) In that moment, that for me, for me, if I were Rachel sitting next to Tino on that bench outside, I literally would have been like, we're done. We're done. That's the last nail in your coffin, Tino, because you are a liar. If you can look me straight in the eyes and tell me that your parents adored me, I was there, Tino. I lived it. <laughs> they, she says, she, she looks him like he's like like he's either a liar or a moron, and says, "I don't, Tino. I don't think they liked me. I'm not too confident. Your dad wasn't even giving me a chance, Tino. They were tough on me." And I'm just like, 
no, they weren't tough on you, Rachel. They hated you for yeah. no reason. There's there was there was nothing about Rachel that night. There was nothing about Rachel on her season of The Bachelor. There was nothing about Rachel that came out either preseason, during season, or off season that suggested that Rachel was anything other than just a sweet, innocent girl who was just trying to find somebody. Right. Uh, That when he said though they did, he said they adored you, and then she's like, "Uh," and he's like, they did. Like, like you're. You're crazy. And I feel like, to me, and like I said, this is just me, but to me, that was yet again Tino's way of trying to control a situation. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. I find nothing appealing about this man anymore. Like, I don't. It's so weird. Like, I just get this weird feeling where I'm just like, I'm trying to get out of, I should run from a relationship, (laughs) you know, with him. Where I'm like, no, no, no. He just has so many red flags to me. I think I think if Rachel picks him, we figured out why Rachel's single because her picker is way off. Yeah. If like, she picks this man, mm-hmm. if she picks this man in this family over Zach and his family, uh-huh. or what we assume we will get next week out of Avon and his family, right? Then I just I I'll give it a, you know what, Rachel? Much like, much like we've seen Bachelorettes in the past, much like we saw with Michelle, you did this to yourself, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You picked the person that you were falling for the most, who was giving you all the flags. Mm-hmm. Literally all of the flags. And I don't know if I've ever seen someone, besides someone who is like depicted as the villain, they've got the villain packaging of the edit and everything. Um... I've never seen someone give me more red flags week after week after week. Like Tino is like one, then you get two, then you get three. Then you get seven. Yeah. And I'm like red flag all over the place. But when he said they did adore you and he was serious, like he was actually trying to convince her that they adored her. Like she wasn't there. Like that to me felt like gaslighting. What he did is gaslighting. Adore you felt like a gaslight. (laughs) When she, when he said it, and then she is like sharing how she felt about it. And then he repeated what he said the first time. Yeah. He was trying to convince her that she was wrong. Yeah. That she didn't like perceive that, the situation the way that it was meant to be perceived. That made me so uncomfortable. Like, I just, I don't know, man, in my gut, I'm like, get Tino out of there. Get him out of there. I'm done. I'm done watching him. <laughs> I don't know, man. He just gives me like a bad vibe for her relationship. So no. No, I he. I'm voting for Zach now. <laughs> and then he says, "Rachel, I'm so sure about you. I'm proud and excited to tell you that I'm falling in love with you. I don't want a future without you." I'm just like, what? Just gaslight after gaslight after gaslight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like for all the Greg is gaslighting situation, I don't think Greg was gaslighting. This no. is gaslighting. If you if you this all want to if you all want to know what gaslighting is, it's this situation. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe Convincing somebody what they feel or what happened is not what's actually happening. I believe from a not like spur the moment gaslights the word of the week situation. This is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I think that that word sums up exactly the way that I feel about why Tino makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it until that whole they did adore you move, like just us recapping it. I'm like, nope, nope, that's crazy. That's gaslighting. And I don't appreciate it. And then somehow she says, I'm falling in love with you too for some I, reason. Honestly, honestly. Get out of there, Rachel. Get out of there. He's not it. I Tino don't. ain't it. Say it with me, everybody. Tino ain't it. And then they make out and he leaves. Uh, and then she says, it's really hard for me to think of an engagement when I know I don't have the support from Tino's parents. You don't have you don't have Tino's parents' support to be alive. <laughs> like, they would much rather have you murdered in the streets then you come back in that house. Uh, I've never seen I've never seen a family that hated a relationship so much for very obviously no reason. Like if like right. if like somebody cheated on your daughter and they got back together or if they like said horrible things about your wife or something, I'd be like, okay, like it sucks, but I, like I get it. But like, there is mm-hmm. nothing about what Rachel did that entire evening, mm-hmm. or leading up to mm-hmm. that evening, that would suggest that they deserve that she deserved to be hated so much. Right. Now, and that's what I mean. Like, don't hate that Bachelorette. Hate the process. Right. Like, come on. Like, don't question all that, but don't act like she's the one who did it. And but for him to toss that second go around line in there, though, I was like. Wow. Get this man off of my TV. So that's how our episode ends. And then we are reminded that next week we will have the last hometown date and then Men Tell All, where we will apparently get a big announcement. What do you think it is? I think they're announcing to us The Bachelor. I don't know. Did you see see Bachelor's tweet from today? No. They ask us how we feel about two bachelors. Oh, God. And everyone's thought was, no, I don't know anything about any of these people. No. No. And I genuinely realized as I was reading these comments, there is not a single relationship that I am emotionally invested in. I told you. Like, absolutely not. Like I said, for me, especially not Gabby's. Like, no. But, no, no, it was all too much. There's just, like, there's been, I mean, you can break it up, and you can look at it from the hometown date segment thing, analysis, that Mm -hmm. Bachelor Data did. When you look at the amount of time on each, normally, a hometown date, if, if, if all the hometown dates are fairly normal, then with with commercials you get about a half hour each. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's four normally four hometown dates, two hours, unless something goes crazy about a half hour each. But even if something goes tw- crazy, twenty to twenty five minutes each, and then one gets like forty or forty five. Yeah. But in this one, there was one date that got most of a segment. Yeah, because we can't afford to give any. And that was with them pushing one to next week. Yeah. I just, 
it's too much. I think at least you have to do if you're gonna introduce the two two contestants, two leads kind of thing, you gotta do it like every other. You can't back to back me with like bachelorettes and then give me the chaos of paradise and then be like, guess what? There's two bachelors. Like, no. No. They but like I think the problem is they were trying to do it too normal. Mm-hmm. And they they can't we're getting to the point on a regular season where we don't learn enough about the contestants on a one lead season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're spending too much time on the things and the people that don't matter because they think mm-hmm. that's what the people care about. I will never forget the way that we felt during Matt James' season where it felt like no one mattered. Everyone was mean and no one mattered. <laughs> that's and just what like, I took away from Matt James' season. And like, how are we supposed to like doing the two lead setup? First of all, turns out probably not a great idea, but certainly not a great idea the way they're doing it. Yeah, I think it works if the two leads have chemistry the way that Rachel and Gabby did because they supported each other at the end of a chaotic, like fast fireball crumbling season that Clayton was. Have them be together more. Yes. Because I don't even know if we're going to see them together again. Right. Because we see in the previews how Jesse is like, Rachel, you're the only bachelorette here. Like, Gabby's not coming. What? What's happening? Right. Is Gabby just deciding to leave because something happened and she decided that maybe these guys aren't it? Or did somebody back out? I think somebody's going to blindside her. I don't know what's well, happening. Eric, we, see, we see Eric saying, I can't imagine you sleeping with someone else. Oh, Yeah. Which is a, I mean, I mean, okay, I understand. I would think in my brain, I can't imagine the man that I love knowing who I, knowing who he's going to, if he's going to pick me, but also choosing to sleep with other people, that'd be hard. So I could say out loud, like, I can't imagine that, but I also know the process. Yeah. You know, if that's what happens, we're in the final stretch of like, we're closing the dating period, you know? We're going to be exclusive to each other after this. So, I mean, do I like it? No. But is it part of the process if it happens? It's on the table. And I just, I hate how they always assume that they're sleeping mm-hmm. with someone else. Mm-hmm. Because we hear leads say all the time, I only slept with one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times they take the fantasy sweet night. To just talk and hang out without cameras, you so know, there's to be always, cool, but not in a way that like it's not. It doesn't always mean sex. There's always this assumption that the fantasy room, that every fantasy suite night, is Peter and Hannah. Mm-hmm. What it's very much not. Or Clayton and all three of his remaining contestants. <laughs> I think that Clayton was like, oh, so we don't all we don't sleep with all of them. He's like, I thought it was part of my job that I had to sleep right. with as many like, women as possible. Like, I was just fulfilling my lead duties. You mean, like, I imagine, like, them being at, like, a, a total, like, bachelor and bachelorette lead reunion. And they're like, oh, wait, we went to the fantasy suite with everybody, but we didn't have sex with everybody. You had sex with all three of them? <laughs> oh, he's like, no. No, I didn't. And there's, like, Clayton and Peter in the corner just like... 
all right, we're going to separate you by the amount of people that you had sex with in fantasy suites. Right. And they're just like, like, we slept with everybody. <laughs> and then Peter says, I would have slept with a fourth one if there was a fourth one. And Clayton's he like, all right, had buddy, sex relax. with everybody starting on the first night, if he could have. And also, you slept with Hannah while you were in the middle. Right, right. He would have been like, I also, I also, I also had sex with Hannah in that weird dressing room back there <laughs> with those rounds. Stop it. <laughs> On the season. He literally would have been like, I would, it would not surprise me at all. Peter was like, yeah, Hannah and I did have sex back there while y'all were outside waiting. He probably offered. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be my favorite thing that Peter's ever done. If he somehow, if he for some reason thought it was socially acceptable to sleep with Hannah while on his season, while his girlfriends were writing about sex stories. Yeah, like he's just like I th- it was a sex date. I thought that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was supposed to. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I am. I am just, I'm anticipating next week. I want to see the tell-all. I want to see, like, I want to see them. I need to see Ethan call, you know, what what did he call him? A baby back bitch. baby back bitch. But, like, is Tino going to be there? No, probably not, because they have, well, I don't know. No, he's not. But, like, that's so many men to not have there, you know? Usually we have, like, three men that aren't there. But now it's, like, six men, seven men that aren't there? We have six men that aren't there. That's crazy to me. But, like, besides Tino having a couple weird moments so far, none Mm -hmm. of the other men that are there that are gone would be interesting to hear from. You're right. Like, now I think about it, I'm like, like, like what are we missing? What exactly are we missing? Nothing. Johnny might have a fun joke, but that's it. It's gonna be so boring. I just realized that. Never no, mind. I'm no, playing. it's not gonna be boring. I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be boring because all the boring people are still on the season. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? All the boring people made it to the end, and all the fun people are are out there. They're gonna be yeah. on stage. Ethan's out there, and Logan's out there, and Nate's presumably out there. You know what, though? Ethan. I would take Ethan as a bachelor. Well, that, I I think he would be a fine choice. I just mm-hmm. don't think he got enough time to be a super viable option. Yeah. Like, like if, if, they announce, if they announce Ethan as the bachelor, not unhappy at all. No. no. I wouldn't make that perfectly. I don't think that he would be a bad option. I just don't know if they'll pick him, even though. Also, I was thinking about Ethan recently. Uh, and was he the one? Do you remember when we were going over the, the contestants and you were like, I don't trust him because this seems like a city boy player. And I was like, I like this one. Was that Ethan? I think it was. I think it was. I think it was. Because <laughs> I was like, no, I like this one. I think he's ready to find love. And you were like, no. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was, was like, wrong. I'm tired of being out until 4 a.m. and blah, blah. And you're like, that makes me sick. It did. <laughs> that was him. It does and it does. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to see Ethan either on the island or be the bachelor. Because we are ready for the first Asian bachelor. As much okay. as I want, I think, as, as much as I think 
an Asian bachelor would be fun, and I think he would be great. Mm-hmm. I almost, for his sake, would rather him go to paradise. Send him to paradise, but then prep him for the bachelor, like they That's did fine. Nick Vile. Because, like, my thought is, I'm to the point where I want the people I love to not become the lead and just mm-hmm. spend every summer in paradise until they find love. I mean, that's true. That's true. And plus, the paradise love seems to last longer. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what my thought is. Like, you, you're better off in paradise, my dude. Like, you may yeah. enjoy, like, obviously being the bachelor leads to greater opportunities than being in paradise. But if you're, there's a difference between, if your goal is opportunities to be an influencer, then be the bachelor. But if you're actually here to find yeah. love, go to paradise. You're better off there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, oh, anything else? Nope. I think that Gabby shouldn't pick anyone. And I think that Tino is terrible. Tino ain't it. Get him out of here. All right, Tino Wayne, you heard it from Ernie. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. TikTok at Right underscore Reasons underscore Pod. You can join our Rose League at the Podcasting for the Right Reasons. And remember Which I you, played this week. And I was like dead metal, I think, or at the end. I don't well, remember. Don't worry. We still have time because the, date is, the, the week is not finished until Avon's date is scored. So if oh, you pick yeah. Avon, then you are probably going to end up higher than you currently are so if you have you if you have avon you're probably near the bottom and you're probably at least in the middle but you might be at the top because who knows maybe avon's gonna kill it maybe all right ernie i will talk to you later all right bye bye